Welcome back to 10 and 20, official podcast of the Battle of Franklin Trust, where we talk about interesting aspects of Tennessee history in roughly 20 minutes. My name's Brad. And my name's Sarah. Today we're putting on a bonus episode because in just three days, we have the 154th anniversary of the Battle of Franklin. We made a video in promotion for the 154th anniversary in which I and uh, Eric, who was on two episodes ago, the, the third Hood podcast, and it was just a conversation about what the anniversary means, what will be happening, and some questions about the war in general. And that conversation went on for a while, although the video itself will only be a couple of minutes. We thought it would be fun to put out the whole conversation for you to listen to. And it gives you kind of this insight because the public is welcome to come and help us commemorate the Battle of Franklin. On November 30th, we will be having a few opportunities for the public to come in, uh, see the houses from four to seven. Both Carter House and Carnton will be open and free to the public. We'll be having luminaries, around 10,000 luminaries representing the casualties of the Battle of Franklin. The ceremony itself will be held at Carnton starting at four o'clock. There will be a brief speech followed by the reading of names of men who were killed, wounded, or captured during the battle. And then, like you said, you can come visit the sites for free, a walkthrough tour. This is something we do every year. And again, that's this Friday, starting at 4 o'clock at Carnton. Although both Carter House and Carnton are open to the public. If you would like to support what we do here, come out for that, first and foremost. And also, if you've been enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Make sure to pick up one of our t-shirts. They're available at store.boft.org. And follow us on Instagram. This podcast is 10in20podcast. T-E-N-N-I-N-2-0 podcast. Yes, and if you come to the Illumination, you can buy your t-shirt in person. Thank you so much for listening. Why is it important in history today? Why do we still need to talk about the Battle of Franklin? Um, I, I've always thought the Battle of Franklin was important. That, that's why I started writing years ago. I thought it was completely forgotten. Um, and I thought it had a major impact on, on how the war ended. And I thought that people needed to come here to really understand how the war ended why it ended the way that it did. So it was a it was a story that, you know, had a lot of elements to it. It was very tragic and it was obviously a terrible battle. But it was important, I thought, for people to get to the end and you had to really come to Franklin to do that. How does the Battle of Franklin lead to the end of the war? Well the Confederate Army is is just crippled. Um, it's really a shell of itself after after the battle. You had almost ten thousand casualties and about three quarters of those were were Confederate casualties. So what had once been a very formidable army that had fought for nearly three years was in many ways almost destroyed in Franklin. The, the heart and soul of the army was was destroyed here. How are people remembering the Battle of Franklin now? Well, I think we're doing a lot better than we were 10 years ago, let alone 20 or 30 years ago. I mean, just the visitation to the battlefield, to Carter House and to Carnton has, has almost doubled in the past decade. And a big part of that has been I think telling a, a, a more rounded and balanced story and getting people to understand why there was a war, why Franklin mattered, but also um, saving parts of the battlefield. You know, we've worked for about 15 years to reclaim 160, 70 acres of the battlefield. So there's actually ground for people to walk on, not just a home to visit. If I would come to visit the day of the battle, what would I experience? You know, the, the anniversary of the battle is really interesting. Um, through all my years here, the anniversary is often very quiet. It's, uh, except for the, the 150th anniversary, which was, which was four years ago. But it's, it usually is very quiet. And then, 
early afternoon, maybe one or two o'clock, people start trickling in and, and we've always, um, we've never celebrated the battle. We've always just tried to commemorate it in a very appropriate fashion. And so it, it, it kind of builds throughout the afternoon until, and if the weather is right, by 3.30 or 4 o'clock, if it's clear, if it's, you know, in the mid 50s or pushing 60 degrees, there's just a, there's just a, there's something special about it. And I think people who kind of gather around whichever site they're at, um, feel that it, it, it's, um, it can be a powerful experience. And what anniversary is this? It is the 154th anniversary of Battle Franklin. It was fought on November 30th, 1864. The illumination itself is relatively new. It's not something that's existed for a long time. Why do you think it's important to celebrate not only the big milestones like the 150th, but all the um, other encompassing years? Why do you think that's even relevant to continue doing every single year? Well, the illumination that we do now, we started in 2006. So it's been, this will be, I guess, the 12th year. And, and it's, as I said, it's not really a celebration. It is a, it's, a, it, it's a commemoration of the event. I mean, you don't really celebrate something that's this awful where there was a tremendous amount of death and suffering. But I think the, the, the illumination is important because each luminary represents someone who was either killed, wounded, or captured. Now, certainly there were people who weren't casualties who were forever impacted by it. But those luminaries flickering in the darkness, not to be melodramatic, but it really shows how fleeting life can be. You're alive, then you're not. You're healthy, then you're hurt. I think it's a very powerful way to to show numbers, to show the scope of what happened here. I know that people who visit, and, and that event really is more of a community event than it is for an, than it is really a national event. I don't know that a lot of people come, uh, you know, from far away for the illumination, but but it's um, it's a special way to remember what happened here. How has the Battle of Franklin changed the landscape of Franklin throughout the years? I think that the community, for the first time ever, except maybe uh, among those who who lived through it, like the McGavicks and the Carters, who kind of understood in a very visceral sense what had happened here, I think the modern community, for the first time, has fully embraced the battle, and that this is a civil war town, if you will, and that this battle was something more than just, you know, something that happened and there were six streets named after six dead generals and a couple of old homes, that there was something monumental and catastrophic and impactful that happened here. And that I can't say enough that it, it really is the place where you can see the end of the war. You can see the writing on the wall, as the old saying goes. Why, why, why do you think the Battle of Franklin is important? Why, why should people learn about it? I think that this was a, a pivotal moment in the war. I think it was a pivotal moment in American history. I think this was, this was the moment where the war was either going to drag on for months and you were going to suffer thousands of more casualties and who knows what could have happened, or it was going to be drawn to a close on November 30th, 1864. I think this is a combination of interesting characters, inter interesting uh, personal stories, families, and it all came to a head right here in Franklin. I think that this was a moment where a lot was decided. Why, uh, why are the stories about the, the Carter family and the McGavick family um, important to the, to the overall story of them? I think it's important for us to consider what we would have done 
we as individuals would have done if history landed on our doorstep, how we would have, how we would have decided to act. And it's very personal, you know, like if you, if you had to face the decision of, do I run away from home with my family, saving their lives, but potentially abandoning my livelihood, but they're telling me that there's not going to be a fight here. They're, they're telling me everything's going to be okay. Do I decide to stay and keep my livelihood and my farm safe or do I run and protect my family and my belongings? Um, and then you have to suffer the consequences of that decision. Now we have to shelter in our cellar and we hear this chaos going on right outside. I think it's a story that anybody can relate to. Similarly, here where we are right now at Carnton, this is a story of a family who had wrestled with politics their whole lives you know like they they owned slaves they um had to they had to vote in elections they had to figure out what what they believed in and then the war came walking up to their front door in a very real sense i think learning those stories can tell us well how might we react in a situation like this and it speaks to people hearing these stories of real people makes history come to life for many of us. And I think that's important. So we, we often talk about the Carters and the McGavick families, especially, but what is the story, what, what is the Franklin story or, or the ultimate outcome of the war? What does it mean to the four million people who were enslaved? It means everything. Uh, we talk a lot about what the war was caused by and what the war was about. The causes of the war are very concrete. And it's really hard to argue. If you, if you just look through the major events in politics of the 1850s, it's hard to argue that the war wasn't caused directly by slavery. But when we're talking about what the war was about, anybody who fought in it could answer that question in different ways. But for roughly 200,000 African-Americans who fought for the Union, who fought for, the, for their freedom, the war in a very real sense was about liberty was about what their people were going to be. I think that this was, this was the moment in American history where we decided what we were going to be. We had, we had set out a course in 1776 and then later when the Constitution was put together of what we hoped we would be eventually. But we had to, we had to decide in 1861 to 1865 if we were going to take those things seriously or not. At war's end, not everybody was happy about it, but we made the decision that we are going to stand by those words that all men are created equal. And it was going to include roughly 4 million people who had been given no rights and had actually had political power drawn from them to influence elections when they themselves weren't able to, to speak or have a voice. And going forward from there, that was no longer going to be the case. Why is teaching about the causes and ultimately the effects of the war so important for Americans today? It's easy to focus just on the things that we find compelling. Um, the, the drama of war, of battle, even the drama of a tragic situation like what happened right here in the room that we're in right now. Men dying, uh, a family going from room to room helping. It is a tragic story, but it is a compelling story. And it's a story that we want to hear because it happened to regular people like us. There are parts of history that are not compelling, that are actually difficult to think about. Those things can be hard to hear sometimes, especially to think about the fact that not that long ago, 
people just like me, regular people, good people, owned other people. If we don't talk about that, then the war was fought just to fight a war. And the war was just about the soldiers who fought in the war. And it's important to remember those soldiers, the, the Confederates who were treated in this room here, uh, the federal soldiers. But if we, if we miss the fact that we built to this because regular people allowed something to grow within them, the dehumanization of, a, of another group of people, or at least the acceptance, like whether you own slaves or not, it, in, it influenced your life. And it was, we allowed it to build within us to the point where we couldn't just decide to end it. We, we, this had to happen. Something like this had to happen. And we have to remember this, the parts of history that are not compelling or that are uncomfortable. We have to remember the uncomfortable aspects of history as well. What's the most meaningful aspect of the Battle of Franklin for you personally as we're coming up on the anniversary in just, you know, 25 days? I think it's just that, the, that these were just normal people. The regular soldiers who fought in the war, the families, all the way up to the people who were in charge, um, General Hood, General Schofield. The more that we learn about who these people were, were, the more their actions make sense in the context in which they lived. It's easy to look at history as if it was always set in stone, if it was, al- it was always going to happen the way that it happened. Well, until it happened, you didn't know if it was going to happen like that. It came down to regular people making decisions in each moment. And I think this story to me, it comes down to a series of decisions that people made, especially when you look at the campaign leading up to this. Had, had little decisions played out in different ways, the Battle of Franklin doesn't happen or doesn't happen the way that it did. But when you look at this as the story of real people put in difficult situations and the decisions that they had to make as a result of that, it becomes much more relatable. And so I think that it's the real people that, that make this story important. When, when we have the illumination, which I've described as a commemorative event, what are we really commemorating? What are we remembering through the luminaries? We are remembering the men and boys who got caught up in the wave of American history and who went off to fight for a variety of very personal reasons, reasons that could be as diverse as the men who fought in the war. But we are remembering those men and those young men who chose or were compelled to go off to fight for what they believed in for their country, whichever side that was.